This is the Golf IQ Podcast, a place for golf nerds to dive into the science and uncover the secrets to playing better golf. I'm the host, Luke Curdenine, and welcome. So Sam, I feel like an often a talking point around the offices here at Golf Digest and, and one with your own game is just that, you know, you play a lot of sports, you're an athletic guy, but for some reason, the ball never reflects that athletic ability of yours. So you've been undergoing a bit of a project yeah, to, yeah, a gain, to gain swing speed. Um, and obviously, it's a topic that a lot of listeners love talking about, love thinking about, want more of in their own game. So what's been going on in, yeah. in Samwell? Um, <laughs> unpack this for us. <laughs> well, one thing that might make me different from some of our listeners is that uh, for a variety of reasons, my swing is on a lot of Golf Digest social videos and I get absolutely ridiculed. My favorite comment recently, someone saw an old swing of mine and said, is there an injury that we're not aware of that we need to know? <laughs> like, so for years, even though I am, I like to think fairly athletic, I just had this thing where I didn't swing hard at the ball, I didn't really use my legs. Um, Serious question, where did that come from? Because that is probably a pretty relatable problem. Yeah, like, when did actually, you start playing golf? Yeah, like, I actually think the two are connected um, for what it's worth, not to make a whole psychological unpacking <laughs> of my whole thing, but because I started playing golf basically in college, my 20s, um, and I was an athlete. And I, you know, you, when you start relatively later in life, there is a likelihood or a more likely uh, tendency to not want to look dumb. Mm. So, you know, I was so fixated on just making good contact and advancing the ball and not having these wild misses. And I remember in the early days of playing golf, when I really swung hard uh, and the result was like chunks or, you know, balls wildly offline, I had resorted to just swinging a little bit easier, hitting this cl club face square, advancing it forward. And it just set me on this path where I stopped swinging hard. Yeah. And again, people look at me like, oh, what, you know, I'm, I'm a normal, you know, fairly in decent shape man. And I, my swing didn't reflect that. And I really didn't use my legs at all. So, uh, and you know, you and I have talked a lot about this. Um, I just needed to learn how to swing harder. So one of the things, or two things that have happened in undergoing this swing training system, this, the stack, mm -hmm. uh, system is one, uh, increasing my body's ability to swing harder, yep. but also increasing my willingness to swing harder. Yeah. Those two are going hand in hand. Yeah. And we'll get into some of the, the nuts and bolts of what Sam's doing here, but those are two really important points because I think... I think a lot of people think like, oh, well, my distance is what it is. I can't gain distance because that would require me going to the gym and getting a bunch of more, get, getting a bunch more strength, throwing a bunch of weight around, bulking up in a little way. And that's just not something I can or I'm willing to do. So I'm not going to worry about all that. When really, I think an underlying point of the stack and what Sasha McKenzie, this biomechanist who invented it, will say is that golfers are leaving so much more speed than they realize on the table of their own golf swing, just because of those two things. Right. They're basic inefficiencies that can be cleaned up quickly and easily, that's costing them distance. And the simple like mental block of thinking they can't swing hard right. uh, is what's stopping them, slowing them down. And for me, it's early days, so we'll see once the season's in full swing, but I've now hit enough golf balls for real outdoors and in simulators mm -hmm. after doing the, the, the stack to realize the biggest fallacy that I was beholden to for years 
was if I swing harder, it's going to hurt my golf swing. Yeah. And the exact opposite has been true. Yes. And, and like you and I play a lot of golf together. You've said this for years. You will become better. Your swing will actually get better. Some of the problems you have in your swing will actually uh, go away or certainly be minimized if you swing harder. Yeah. And that has been the biggest breakthrough. Yeah. It's like, it's funny because um, we all have this image. When, when I when I say to you, like picture a golfer, like wildly swinging out of his shoes, right? Um, you think of somebody losing his footing, falling over one-handed, like crazy. When in reality, that guy exists, of course, but someone's swinging really hard, before they get to that point, they start just by activating their muscles, by stretching, by exerting. Your body starts organizing itself in a way where it just starts getting more efficient. Right. Because if I'm trying to throw a ball really hard, the process of me just trying to throw something is going to mean that my body is going to organize itself in a way where I can throw it as hard as I can, where I'm going to avoid injury along the way that it's when I start taking speed off is when yeah. I start like inefficiencies start creeping in the same way that tightening a string on a guitar mm -hmm. makes it sound better. Right. Like making it looser doesn't mean it makes it worse. It's like, it's, it's tuning it. It's making it more efficient is what actually is good it's like it allows you to use the muscles the way they're yeah. designed. In and it's some also way. used the word athletic before, like it, it, um, you suddenly tap into more athletic instincts. Yeah. When you slow down, again, I'm talking about this in past tenses as if I'm past this problem. Uh, I think I'm, I think no, I'm no, a, you're like, a yeah. but, but, um, you lose your athletic instincts by being careful. Yeah. And that has been the biggest flaw in my swing for, for years. Um, is that all these problems crept into my swing? by uh, not being athletic, by being too cautious, by just using my arms. And one of the things you learn is that actually uh, your sequencing, your timing, um, your contact can go up by swinging faster. Yeah, like it's it's funny too. Like when you give golfers something really heavy to swing, um, like you, it, sometimes you'll see them like swing a lot better. Mm -hmm. Like give them one of those golf swing fans, you know, where like you've just got crazy amounts of resistance. Suddenly you start seeing them like really talking the ground yep. more and doing all this stuff because your body is like, oh crap! If I need to swing this hard, I need to. I can't be messing around, and I can't. I got to iron out some of these wrinkles. Um. Anyway, so what? So far, so like I got you one of these stat. Right, yeah, you deserve all the credit for this. So getting totally yeah. all the credit. Um, but so you know, you've got the stack training A, which um, what is the basis of this? What, what does it have you doing? I guess, and like, what can golfers? Yeah, learn so from? this is going to sound like an ad for the stack, but I'm sure there are other programs. Like yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get into um, that. The the stack, however, the what makes it so appealing to me, and I've written about this is it's an app, but there's also a device, it's like a weighted club that has these, you know, ringed weights that you put on the end of the club. And uh, it also comes like a swing radar. Mm -hmm. You have to get a swing radar that measures your speed. So I have a spot in my home, actually in my bedroom, which uh, I try to make sure my, my wife's not around. And, and I swing and I measure my speed. And one of the things that really makes it effective for me is the feedback. Yeah. So you swing, you see, oh, 97 miles an hour. If you have like a, you know, let's say it's like 195 gram uh, weight on your swing. Uh, you see 97 miles an hour and then instinctively you're like, okay, what do I need to do to get this to be 98? Yeah. And you say, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to have a little more hip turn. I'm going to actually, you know, turn away from the ball a bit more. I'm going to lift my left heel. 
and you find the things that actually generate speed. That doesn't work every time, so you have to kind of problem solve yeah. and find out. And then, so there's a program uh, basically every other day that has a set number of swings that you make at different weights. You measure, you enter in the app, you get this little uh, dopamine hit when you actually reach a like a, a, a record speed yeah. uh, where the crowd applauds for you. And it's for me, it really is addictive because you see progress and then you so badly want to do better next yeah. time. I mean, now I like organize my day around doing it because I'm yeah. so motivated to, to see those numbers go up. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think that like, listen, like you could go out and buy a stack. It's great. It is also expensive. It's like the price of a new driver, you know? So like, um, that that's just kind of the trade-off there. But the things that you can learn from the way what the stack does is that you shift the you shift the weights around on the club that you're swinging with the stack, which means that sometimes you're swinging something that's lighter than your driver, mm -hmm. and sometimes you're swinging something that's heavier than your driver. And what's that? That's overspeed underspeed Correct. training, right? Which means that you're practicing swinging something slower than you're capable of because it's really heavy, and faster than you're capable because it's really light. You can do that yourself by flipping your driver upside down, for instance, swinging the grip end of the, you know, so like flip it upside down, hold it where the head is and swing the grip mm -hmm. where the club is. Like that will get the feeling of going really fast then flip your drive a normal way and try swinging that really fast. There's a variation of that. Sure. Um, there are other products on the market for this. It's it's quite hard to do speed training, I'd say without the feedback. Um, like that's really like super important. You just important. don't know if it's working and you, know, you don't see the tangible results. Um, and so again, this is such a program that has every one of your swings recorded in some mm -hmm. way you see what you did two weeks ago you see the trajectory you're on like last week uh you know after you know i play hockey so after skating i saw my numbers go down and you say okay when i when i when i swing a golf club after skating for an hour and a half i'm not as fast like you're suddenly aware of the things that affect your, yeah. your body so it's hugely uh helpful to kind of have that that uh gauge that you're going on yeah stretching super mm -hmm. important being warmed up getting your heart going like it's so funny because i'm terrible at warming up before uh before i go play golf but like really like getting your heart pumping a little bit that that's just gonna like up your swing speed capability mm -hmm. right there you know um little things like that having an active warm-up can go a long way by the way um you know we're doing this one percent challenge mm. this month golf digest uh or these like things you can do and ronkis brisky talks about I don't know what day we're doing it. It talks about uh, inhaling and exhaling. Yeah. And that actually has a huge impact as well. Like if you watch a long drive uh, competitor before they before they swing, they actually do this. It's like this wind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really fast breathing that gets your heart rate going. Um, that actually can kind of get your body's ability to be more explosive. Yeah. Um, and then similarly, inhaling on the uh, takeaway and then exhaling on the, you know, on the downswing. Those are things that actually, if you time it right, you actually learn how to swing with a little bit more pop as a result of it. Totally. So it's just interesting because it's like you really get granular in learning what what produces results. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, like another thing that you'll often hear guys like Patrick Harrington say is that just go out and just try to budget a certain amount of time every week if you can to like swinging as hard as you can for like 10 15 20 golf balls you know that's like a rudimentary form of speed training that everyone can do but the really the current or not the current but the uh, common theme here is that like you should always be tinkering as you're doing yeah. this stuff i think that's really important of course where yeah you're tr like you said mentioned earlier problem solving you're trying right. to get more speed how and you're changing things to that effect yeah and one thing i'll say which is uh, it's interesting about uh, this process and it's sort of contradictory what i was saying earlier is that as much as i think it's valuable that you're getting all this feedback 
I do think it's really helpful that you're not doing it with a golf ball. On yes, golf yes. The reason is because I will, I'm sure, revert to, oh, that ball didn't go as straight as mm -hmm. I would like. Maybe I need to slow it down a little bit. So you almost like, that's like, there's like two different parts of your body. I'm going to learn how to swing harder and swing faster. Um, and then I'm going to increase my body's ability to swing faster. Yeah. And then... Uh, let's say, you know, I know for a fact that like swinging a driver, I could swing a driver now 113 miles an hour. I can't, mm -hmm, I don't always mm -hmm. do it without a, without a ball. Yeah. I'm not going to swing 113 miles an hour with right. a ball, but my floor goes up. So when I do swing a little bit safer yep. uh, over a ball, you know, I can get up to 102 miles an hour. Yep. Um, and so I'm, I'm pairing the two together. If I was just swinging, hitting balls, I would be too wrapped up in seeing results. And I feel like that's not helpful either. Yeah, exactly. Because then that can send you down that path or whatever, where... Yeah, and that's kind of the whole point of this, right? Is that if you just spend, even if it's just you with a club in the garage, just going full ham at it every, you know, once a week, the idea is that if your 100% swing now is 100 miles per hour, if you just swing the club as fast as you can 20 times in your garage a week, and you can get that top line, absolutely no golf ball speed up to 113 miles per hour, let's say, then suddenly... 100 or not even like 105 miles per hour suddenly that 100 mile per hour swing just feels like five percent easier right you know like and that's the whole point so like you're getting the same distance but you're not trying as hard and then you can access this extra bit of speed if you really really want it um so yeah it's just it can go a long way in, in a bunch of ways i think it's been hugely uh helpful for me and and i can't recommend it enough any final i guess closing thoughts for anybody who may be skeptical well, again, I think um, this is the time of year if you want to go through a program like that. Whatever the swing trading program you choose to do, this is the time of year to do it. Again, I think it's great to be working on this type of thing so that when you're ready to actually play a lot of golf in March or April, wherever you live, um, you kind of have done the work to, to be ready. So I'm, I'm a huge believer in, in trying to do this sort of thing now um, and continuing on, but this is, this is a great time to start it. <laughs>